Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is the fabulous Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Hello, Katie. Oh, hi, Keith. How are you? Doing great. And yourself? I am fabulous. Are you refreshed after a long Thanksgiving weekend? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it went by too quickly. Yeah, always does. Um, and you do. Uh, I think as as most folks know, like when you take off any time from work, even if everyone else is taking time off from work, you still have to do a lot of work, sort of before and afterwards, to oh, make yeah, up for to, those days yeah. you missed. Yeah, be up. Yeah, be up. So, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> um, yeah, it went by too quickly, and uh, but it's that time of year. Crazy new releases. Yep. Our women in music uh, 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 luncheon uh, honoring Madonna is Grammy next week. nominations coming right up. Are they next week too? Yeah, they're next week too. Good grief. Yep. Good gravy. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas and New Year's. And yes. Oh my God. <laughs> well, um, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion. About the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we've got an interview with Alessia Cara. The young singer-songwriter broke through on our charts late last year with her hit single, Here, and has continued to see her star rise in 2016. Now she's moving up our list with Scars to Your Beautiful, which we talk about in our chat, as well as much more, so stick around for our interview later on in the show. Stick around right here. Right here. <laughs> Don't, yeah. Hope, yeah. Hopefully she didn't want to leave the interview like she did in the song Here. I'll be over here. Even though I don't want to be. <laughs> like, I won't be doing this podcast, but I guess I will be here. Anyway, um, go listen to the song if you haven't. You, yeah. you, I'm, I'm sure you know the song. Um, and we've got Chart Chat about a rockin' new number one album on the Billboard 200 chart from Metallica. How Bruno Mars and Miranda Lambert fly in with their latest releases at numbers two and three. How The weekend should bow at number one next week on the big chart. And... Billboard Hot 100 News about Fifth Harmony and one of its members, Camila Cabello. Uh, But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss a single episode. And heck, give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions, you can tweet us. I'm Keith underscore Caulfield. Katie is KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Oh, uh, let's talk about the Billboard 200. Let's. Let's. There's so much to talk about. So, yeah, I mean, well, there's a there's a lot of stuff happening on the chart this week, but the three biggest things are the things that debut at numbers one, two, and three. Yes. Uh, Metallica's new album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Bruno Mars's 24 Karat Magic. And Miranda Lambert's The Weight of These Wings debut at numbers one two and three respectively on the billboard 200 now this is actually metallica's sixth number one album and their sixth consecutive studio album to debut at number one and that's going all the way back to their self-titled um so-called black album in 1991 also it's kind of amazing that they've only had six sort of proper studio albums yeah. in 25 years yeah that's well, you know. I mean, it used to be the way things were done, so I think they're just kind of in that old, older old school. school mindset. Yeah, um, and not like it, and not and I noted this in my story that I wrote on, well, I posted on Monday morning about this. They've done other stuff. Yeah, 
like they did the Lou Reed collaboration album mm-hmm. Lulu, but you don't. That's not really a proper studio album. It's mm-hmm. like a collaboration. And they had a soundtrack, and they had like an EP of like odds and sods. And They've been around, so yeah. But you know, uh, they they um they really uh, focus on putting out like a, a studio album every so often. And obviously, <laughs> their fans, you know, if they've had these six straight number one albums, it's because no one's getting tired of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the the album starts with two hundred ninety one thousand equivalent album units earned in the week ending November twenty fourth. The, the the bulk of that is uh, traditional album sales, which is to be expected, and it's a fairly robust number. I mean, a really you know robust number. Um, considering that most people really don't buy albums anymore. Um, and that is the third uh, biggest debut of 2016 behind only the debuts of Drake's Views and Beyonce's Lemonade. I feel like that's the stat that will surprise a lot of people. Yeah. The third biggest debut is Metallica. Yeah. yeah. Like, whoa. Um, next week, it looks like The weekend will debut at number one with Starboy and should lock up an even bigger week than Metallica. It's a bit early to forecast a precise unit start, um, at least as we record this show. By the time you hear this, we may have already found a number. Found a number. Oh, look, there's one thing <laughs> on the ground. I found it. Um, but sources indicate number one is pretty much a lock, of course, in case something crazy happens this week. Uh, that album is so good. Really? By the way. Haven't had a chance to listen to it. I've been uh, on vacation the past it's few days. It's just the coolest. Like, I mean, which doesn't surprise me given what we've already heard from it like coming into the album but it's just super cool the features are all really good i mean daft punk obviously but um kendrick lamar lana del rey it's just like awesome um listen to that album well over on the billboard hot 100 Ray Shrimmer's black beatles continues its run at number one for a third week and it's far and away the leader on the chart it's still super far away from the numbers two and three titles, which are The Chainsmokers Closer, featuring Halsey, and The Weeknd's Starboy. Oh, we just talked about The Weeknd, mm. uh, featuring Daft Punk. Uh, further down the chart, Fifth Harmony notches its seventh Hot 100 hit as That's My Girl uh, debuts at number 73, following the group's performance of the track on the American Music Awards back on November 20th. Um, in addition... Uh, Camila Cabello. Uh, I was, God, I got it right. You got I? it. I got it. Yeah. See, for the longest time, I was having a hard time with Camila's name. Ray Shremmerd and Camila Cabello. Camila Cabello. <laughs> um, she, of course, is part of, she's one fifth of the Fifth Harmony. And she scores her second solo top 40 hit as Bad Things, her duet with Machine Gun Kelly, shoots Ayo, 46 to 28. Earlier this year, she peaked at number 20. With her Sean Mendez duet, I know what you did last summer. Uh huh. I always do that. Ah, so good. Um, that was her first uh, solo hit um, and her first hit outside of the harmony. So, well, I have to say, I've just started hearing bad things on the radio, like over this past week. Oh. Like when it came out, I thought, oh, it didn't seem to have much of an impact, and now it seems like radio is 100% picking up on it. So, wow. yeah, it'll probably it could be her next top 20 Hot 100 song. Well, other notable groups, you might have been wondering this. Like, you know, is it is it uncommon or common for groups t- to have a song on the Hot 100 while simultaneously having one of its members okay. chart on the chart? Yes. Um, this is this, this, this is by far not an exhaustive list. Um, <laughs> but I immediately thought, I'm like, oh, I'm sure Destiny's Child and Beyonce did it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, of course, they did. Um, the Jacksons slash the Jackson 5, along with Michael Jackson, and probably, you know, Jermaine at some point, mm-hmm. too. Um 
but you know it, it usually what happens with this is that you know the the, the group will have its run and then like move on either like, disband or take a hiatus and and then somebody has a solo career at a separate time right like it, it, like i checked in sync and in sync's like girl uh girlfriend yeah it was probably a full year before just before justified came out which was 2003 I yeah think, right yeah, yeah so there was like a nice long gap yeah um and you know it's it, what camila has done is pretty kind of unusual um but you know with the way things work nowadays you know yeah. Get it out while you can. Well, and it's smart the way it's been like these duets and feature yes. kind of things, too. It, yeah, I think that because that takes away some of the like, oh. Hey, is she going solo? She's like, what's happening solo on? Yeah, happening on? Not a, not a sentence. What what's was going that? on? I said, what's happening on? What's happening on? <laughs> what's a New phrase I just made up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how far bad things can get. Can get that have you if you listen to bad things yet? Yeah, you know it's just like it's such an interpolation of fastball. Is it? Oh yeah, the, out of um, my head. Yeah, that one. Yeah, um, I I was stunned when I heard it. I was like, whoa, hey, fastball, like, crazy. Not quite. Yeah, not quite, but but almost. The the two most <laughs> unlikely people to sample fastball. Yeah, exactly. How sample fastball? <laughs> well, I think it is now time for our Alessia Cara interview. I think it is too. Um, well, the singer-songwriter made her Billboard Hot 100 debut back in August of 2015 with Here, which eventually climbed all the way to number five this past February, and it hit number one on the pop song's airplay chart that same month. Also, it has a big fan in Taylor Swift. Yes, it does. And Alessia herself also has a big fan in Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, in general. They're, yes, yes, they're pals. Um, the 20-year-old followed it up with another Hot 100 hit, Wild Things, and a collaboration with Troy Sivan on a remix of his own Wilds. There's sort of a wild theme going <laughs> on here. And now she has her new single, Scars to Your Beautiful. Scars recently hit the top 10 on the Pop Songs Airplay chart and is in the top 20 of the Hot 100. In our chat with Alessia, we talk about Scars, how she's been careful and purposely cautious about her career opportunities over the past year, and knowing what to say yes and no to, uh, her holiday plans, uh, her thoughts on performing the song How Far I'll Go from the movie Moana, and more. So, here's our chat with Alessia Cara. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Alessia Cara. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am swell. You know, um, I've been telling your publicist that I've been trying to get you onto this podcast for like the past year. Really? Yeah. Oh. You, I, it's okay. Don't sorry. Don't I did feel not bad. Know. No, it's all right. <laughs> no, it's just you're busy. Like I think I tried to get you on like around like the Grammy Awards, and it just wasn't gonna happen. And like I'm like ugh, I'm just gonna give up. And then when I saw that you were playing the Grammy Museum, I'm like, okay, we're gonna corner her. Okay, perfect. And make, and make this happen. And it worked. And it worked. There you go. So, congratulations! I want to say first of all on thank you. Uh, scars are your beautiful. Thank you. Scars to your beautiful. Yes. Going top ten on Billboard's Pop Songs Airplay chart. Thank you. Like, it just went top 10, like, a week ago. Yeah, pretty recently. Where was I? I was in Germany when I found out. Like, do, do people, like, tell you, like, chart stuff each week? Like, do they, like, let you know chart things like that? Um, Not really. I mean, if, if it's, like, a big step like yeah. that, like, one of my managers you're or like, someone. You're number 17 or... this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, not, I don't really ask for those up-to-date, like, every time things. But if it's a big milestone, like, top 10 or anything like that, then, yeah. Um, The song is, like, super empowering. Like, you. have you, and, like, when you, I was telling, again, your publicist, I was saying, <laughs> like, um, like, at the chorus, when it kicks in, there's, like, this whoosh 
feeling to it where you suddenly feel like, man, I feel good. Like you just feel, and I mean, like everyone in this room is like looking at me like he's full of crap. Like, no, (laughs) I'm telling you for real. Like there's, there's, and I, I'm not a musician. I don't write music. I can't play anything. I'm not as talented as you in that aspect, but there's something that kicks in in the music at the chorus where you're just like, man, this feels good. Oh, thank you. When you when you did the song, did you have that feeling too? Like when you finished it, you're like, I feel good about this. Mm. Tap, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna pass the mic I'm around. Kidding, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, sorry, it was just an inside joke. Um, I, I think I, I definitely did. I think you know this song as much as it is. You know, it starts off very. I don't want to say negatively, but it, it you know it is a very deep song and it has some very serious. You know, it talks about very serious issues and, you yeah. know, whether it's eating disorders or just people really altering their bodies and ultimately just really hating who, yeah. who they are, who they become. Um, and, you know, I think the chorus does kind of lend some sort of there's you know, a lightness to yeah, it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lightness to it and some sort of escape from all of that. And yeah. there's there's a, a conclusion to it, which is really nice because, you know, I don't I didn't just want to make a song that was like depressing and just saying like, hey, a bunch of girls don't love themselves. It's kind of like a bunch of girls don't love themselves. But but. And then, you know, the conclusion is however. that, you know, we don't, h- however, I think we, we should. And I think, you know, it's not about pleasing anybody. It's not about impressing anybody. In fact, it should be about embracing all of your strange qualities and, and turning them into something that empowers you. So that's that's where the chorus hopefully sort of lends people a, a positive side to, to what's going on. Do you get a lot of feedback? I would imagine you do from like fans, like just not even like on social media and elsewhere about your song specifically and how like your songs help them through things because it seems like I mean because you speak to them directly about your Mm. experiences and things that you strongly believe in because it's very you are you like Mm. there is no artifice like this is hello I'm me like this is how I dress and this is what how I feel that must really connect with a lot of people I would imagine um yeah which is very very nice and I mean I'm really grateful for that because you know there's nothing like being in the public eye and having people just really embrace who you are 100%. It's yeah. really nice. I mean, not everybody, but the people who Everyone do, embraces you. Come on now. <laughs> not everyone. You'd be surprised. But I, I mean, well, they're I, terrible, I think... they're terrible, clearly. <laughs> but you can't please everybody. But no. that's the point I'm trying to make is you don't have to and you're you not supposed to. to. Um, but I, I think the people that do are always really, really genuinely happy to have someone connect to them, which is so nice because, you know, I, I think it's really nice to have someone connect to me too because I'm yeah. very much a, a human being of course and it's just nice to know that we're not alone and that we all have very similar stories and very similar ways of thinking and we're all connected in some way whether that's through our struggles or through our you know strong points um so yeah I, I thankfully have a lot of people who really connect with the music for the right reasons which is nice for the right reasons exactly yeah um you said on twitter recently um when you commemorated the the one-year anniversary of your album coming out mm. you wrote because i have notes here oh, so cool. i don't want to screw it up <laughs> um you said that your world has been a crazy twirly lovely beautiful thing since the release yes. of your album mm. can you i mean can you believe it's been a year i know that's such a silly like dumb question to ask like can you believe it's been a year <laughs> you're like yes i can i've been working the past year <laughs> yeah no but it's true like it doesn't we were just talking about it like Every time we, we you know, come to a we, – we are at a point where we've been to a place twice. Like, we were just here 10 months ago. And every time we go to a place that we've been before, we just kind of reminisce on the last time we were there. And right. it feels like it was so recent. But then we add up all the, the time, and we realize it was, like, either a year ago or two years ago or whatever amount of months ago. And it's crazy how, how fast things go by, especially mm-hmm. when you're working all the time and when you're in this industry. This is a very, you know, quick yeah. sort of – I don't even know how to 
what word to use, but it's, it's just very, it just goes by so fast. Are you able to like, like sort of pause every so often and kind of like take in those moments or are you just, is it always like hurtling forwards? Like, are you able to like, I need to breathe for a second and just take a moment. Like, are you still having those moments too? Because you're, you know, you want to remember everything because everything is, everything is happening right now for you and it's, it's happening. Everything is so positive. Like yeah. you don't want to like do it so quickly that you forget how great it was. Yeah, you, know? you miss out on it. Yeah, right? you don't want to like miss out on everything just because you're like, I need to get to the next gig or the yeah, next of course. TV show appearance or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes I, I try my best to have those moments where you kind of take a step back and, and uh, you know, absorb everything. But of course, it's so hard and yeah. I wish I just had the chance to do that more because it's just so so quick. Like by the time I realized what happened, it had already passed. You know what I mean? I was I was remarking earlier, uh, I don't know, uh, earlier during the day and as well as to some of your team, I was saying, you know, it's amazing that in the past year you've like sort of steadily built and built and cultivated a fan base. You know, you've started off with obviously here, which was a huge number one hit and the album came out and then you continue to build and you have the Troy Sivan collaboration and now you have another hit single and it's just getting bigger and bigger. Do you feel like you're in like a really good spot because you're like, I'm taking things at the right pace. Cause sometimes you explode and it's hard to sort of follow up and like, you're able to follow up. Like you're doing so great with continuing singles. Thank you know you. what I mean? Thanks. I mean, cause that's hard. Cause like sometimes yeah, no, it's hard course. to follow up and like, you've been able to do that. Yeah, and I think, I think it's, I think a lot of it's just because people really identify with you and they know that like you're real, you know what I mean? Thank you. Um, well, yeah, I think I've always made it a point since the very beginning. I, I've always told people that I started working with, whether it was my manager or just my team, my label, I just always By told the way, them, people listening, the team is all around yeah, us right now. Yeah, a lot right of the now. team is here right now. They're, they're all, they're, so, if you're wondering if there's, there's we're like, there, there's, there, there's couches and chairs near us and there's like, yeah, a, there's, like there's like a cavalcade of like 30 people. Yeah. It's a very large entourage. And man, yeah, the catering like in here is amazing. Yeah, there's like steak. So much food. There's like a lobster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lobster it's so, steaks. It's, yeah. It's not crazy. Really, it's a really. lot. There's like beets. Bananas. Are those beets? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, there are beets. Are bananas. beets on your rider? No, they're not. I don't know how they got there. But I think I'm just they're vegetables. vegetables. We're just trying to juice. I'm trying to be healthier because oh, I had smart. Shake Shack today. So I'm oh, just trying well, to make up for to make up for that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I was just being I was being awfully serious there. But no, I understand. No, but basically what I was saying was I think I made basically kind of made it a point at the beginning to to tell everyone that you know I would rather do things slowly and the right way than just quickly and put everything out and then just end up in a in a bad place. And my team has been really awesome with that. And yeah. I think we we know. Not only what to say yes to, but what to say no to, which is very important because if something doesn't feel right, then there's no point in doing it, you know, for all of us. So I think that's why, thankfully, up until now, we've had, you know, the success that we've had and the fulfilling career that I've had because I think, or career, you know, beginning of career that I've had. because that's all right. You're doing great. Thank you. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's so fulfilling and, and a lot better because it's, it's, through doing things that I really love and that are really true to me and honest to me. And I've never felt like I, you know, was put in a place where I just didn't want to do something or something felt uncomfortable or wrong and so I think it's just I think that's why things have just worked because it's always been authentic to who I am and you, we, we know what to say no to or hold yeah. on for, it's for like, a we'll come back too. to you later yeah exactly you don't have to rush into anything how did you um I, how did you get involved with the Moana soundtrack I'm just like t- pivoting in a very like not del- elegant way but how did you get involved no, with the know. Moana soundtrack um because it's kind of a big deal to have a song yeah. that Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote that yeah. you get to perform and it's like this huge Disney film like mm. was that just like 
someone called you up and was like, hey, we have this great idea. Um, pretty much, yeah. They actually emailed. That's emailed. one thing you want to say yes to is a Disney film where absolutely. Lin-Manuel Miranda writes you a song. Yeah, that, that would be, yeah, <laughs> definitely, absolutely. They, they were really, really sweet. Um, they actually emailed us and they said, you know, hey, we have this song for this Disney movie. They, they basically told us the premise of the movie and what the song is about. And they just said they were looking for a girl to kind of put her own spin on it, a female artist. And I love the song. And so I Skype called with Lin himself, which was really cool. I was going to ask you, I'm like, have you got to hang out with him? Or talk I have to him. not. But, I mean, Skype is close enough. I'll take that for now. He's a busy. He's guy. a busy guy. You exactly. both very busy. So. <laughs> yes. No. But he he's killing it right now, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, we just spoke over Skype, and he he gave me the freedom to pretty much you know do what I wanted with the song, and you know I tried to, of course, still make it me, but still keep it Disney as well. Thanks to Oak, he's amazing. Shout out to Oak. But yeah, we we turned it into this version, this Alessia slash Disney version, and they really liked it, so they put it at the end of the movie, which is really cool. Dun, dun, dun. It might, uh, you know, usually these Disney films are kind of big hits, and sometimes their yeah. soundtrack singles do kind of well. So kind of well, kind well. of well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it could <laughs> be like a let it go type thing. You never know. I know. That'd um, be annoying. My goodness, imagine. Imagine. <laughs> no, so no, that would be good. <laughs> um, last question I want to ask: um, We're coming up on the holidays. Believe it or not. Uh, Christmas and New Year's and are you like a big holiday girl like do you celebrate the holidays heavily yes I love Christmas I'm like the annoying obnoxious Christmas person that like plays holiday music in October that's good I love that yeah I love Christmas so do you have like are you do you I'm not trying to ask you what your plans are like if you're going home but I was just like is that where you take like two weeks off you're like I'm hanging out with the family I'm gonna like hang out we're gonna have like fun and do all that stuff yeah yeah I, I like to do that I like to have at least I mean if it's not two weeks at least a week just especially on Christmas even day where I can just spend time with my family and that's stuff. what you say yes to yeah that's one of the things that you say yes to. yes like yes to a break on Christmas yeah of course well I'm glad that you said yes to the podcast thank you thank you for <laughs> saying yes to having me on I love podcasts you, really, you do really I really do I wanted to have I want to so bad one day and all that time you have yeah with all the time that I have <laughs> Well, if I can make a portable one like this, no, that'd this be is, awesome. No. I could just pop it up whenever. It's it's, am, it's amazing. Like it's a completely like you could do it with your iPhone. It'd be great. That'd be awesome. All right, Would I you sh- listen to it. Well, yeah, of course. Okay. A- after after today, of course. Okay, cool. All right, I should <laughs> shut up now. No, it's okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you again to Alessia Cara for taking the time to speak with us. Um, I know I was thrilled that we got to speak with her as we've been trying to get her on the show forever. I know it, you guys may think, oh, you guys say that all the time. I'm like, we, well, we try to get everyone on the show. Yeah. But I, especially people who have top five hits on the Billboard yes. Hot 100. But, um, like we, you know, the, the, uh, the struggle to get Alessia on the show was real. But it's good to know that when she's being very conscious about what she says yes and no to, that she said yes to us. Yes. I was. And I told her that <laughs> I told her as much at the end of the interview. Uh, so I was, I was, we were very happy that she, uh said yes um so now it is time for our chart star of the week this week in 1987 bill medley and jennifer warrens hit number one on the billboard hot 100 with now the time of my life from the dirty dancing soundtrack I started. I started. That could have really dragged out there. Yeah, that's the problem. I realized how long that would drag out, and I'm like, nope, got to stop. Nip that in the bud. Um, from the Dirty, Dan- Dirty Dancing soundtrack, the song hit number one on the chart, dated November 28th, 1987. It was Medley's only solo number one and only top 40 hit for that matter. But of course, he was also one half of the Righteous Brothers. 
I didn't know that. Wow. I'm like feeling like I'm like looking at this and like, how did I not know that? Um, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. You learn something new every day. Uh, but now that I know that, like his voice is so clearly a righteous brother. <laughs> because he's one of the righteous brothers. Yes. Um, well, the righteous brothers uh, earned 12 top 40 hits on their own and two number ones. For Warns, though, it was her fourth top 40 hit as a solo artist and her second number one following another duet from a movie, Up Where We Belong, with Joe Cocker. The queen of soundtrack songs. Pretty much. Seriously. You know. Her and Irene Cara. Yeah. In the <laughs> early 80s, there was... I mean, I was... I, I wonder if Irene Cara and Jennifer Warrens ever did a duet. I wonder if Alessia Cara and Irene Cara are related. <laughs> Alessia Cara and Irene Cara? I don't think It's spelled are. the same. I'm just joking. You're a little bit punchy. <laughs> um, well, Up Where We Belong was from An Officer and a Gentleman. Of course... Um, neither Medley or Warrens would ever chart again on the Hot 100 after the success of I've Had the Time of My Life. So they went out strong, yes. at least in terms of chart success uh, on the Hot 100. I've Had the Time of My Life won the Academy Award for Best Original Song, by the way, for its songwriters Frankie Previtt, John DeNicola, and Donald Markowitz. Um, so there you go. There's your chart stat of the week. This is one of those old-fashioned ones where I used to do, like, you know, this week on the Hot 100. I love it. And so this week on the Hot 100 in 1987. It's so Casey Kasem. I've had the time of my life. Hit number one. All right. I think we're all done. Okay. It's kind of a quickie one this yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, you know, we came back from Thanksgiving, and this is what happens. This is what happens. <laughs> uh, did you catch any of the Thanksgiving Day Parade last week? I did not. You, oh, because you watched it last year because you were assigned to watch I it. I did. <laughs> I watched some of it on the web because they did this 360 Verizon thing where you could watch it and you can, like, control the camera. Oh. Like, it's like a 360 sort of well, thing. Well, that's cool. Yeah, but you did get to see the performances in front of me. Oh, Macy's, it was though. mostly, like, for the floats and whatnot? That, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. But, like, I could actually hear Sarah McLaughlin, our guest from last week yes. on the podcast. I could hear her off camera mm. singing. But I did see the I did see the video that went that went kind of viral after the fact where it looked like Miss Piggy saved Tony Bennett from falling over <laughs> on the float. They're like, did Miss Piggy just actually have like a reaction to stop Tony Bennett from? They're like, it's a it's a Muppet. And anyway, I did see Sarah McLaughlin on my television though this week uh, this weekend because uh, MTV did nonstop music videos on MTV Classic from Thanksgiving morning all the way through Sunday night where it was just 90s music videos. So I saw this amazing live performance of Angels by Sarah McLachlan. Wow. Yeah. It was awesome, and I couldn't stop watching it. Hmm. Wow. I watched it basically for a little bit every single day. Uh, well, what song should oh, man. we go out on? I mean, we could do... Because of the way our chart side of the week works, mm-hmm. we never get to play music in it because we have our own chart side of the week thing underneath. Well, then it sounds like we should go out on... I've, I've had the time of my life. Such a great karaoke song, too. Oh my god! Yeah, you gotta have when when you have that uh, male female duet. Keep that one in mind. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.